Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome aboard. Happy Friday to you. Big Sills here. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. Please hit the like button and you know me. I'm here to be a helper. I'm not here to stir anything up, not in any way whatsoever. Not me. Hey, I'm here as an American. And with a day like today, this is a perfect place for us to get away from all that stuff out there and talk some sports where we can all talk about things we love. Sports, your Eagles, football, anything out there on the sports page. Okay? That's what this show is set up for. And we welcome, unlike some places in this country, we welcome everybody in here. So come on aboard here. And by the way, we'll have a special spirited debate here today on the topic i was just talking to my boy tone who by the way is pinch hitting for xander probably off in some exotic place god knows where probably like somewhere over in egypt right now looking at the pyramids on the back of a camel doing something god knows you know or he could be on the riviera somewhere you know the rich you know and us uh, uh, us like you know Guys with miners' hats on, lunch pails. Me and Tone, we all go to work, man. That's all we do for a living. We're blue-collar, man. We're not like, you know, those folks. So I appreciate everybody coming aboard, man. Thanks again for coming in here. You know what? I got to start this off. Tone gave me a beautiful open here. And I love this. Let's start it. And wind the clocks back to the playoff game where Jalen Hurts took on the Buccaneers. I think this is a great conversation that leads us to today on June 24th as we get ready. We're, we're, we're like a month and two days out from the start of training camp. No, 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 no. Now, look at Jones. Oh, boy. Here we go. Wait a minute. This is going to be in favor of your boy. See, Tone, how they are? So pessimistic. Just so unbelievable. By the way, I have a list. (laughs) No, and it's not the best kickers in the NFL. Thank you. It is not. What up, Zach? Again, everybody, please hit the like button. 
Let's wind the clocks back. Jalen Hurts versus the Buccaneers. Was the failure of the Eagles more coaching or was it more of Jalen's failure? Was it Jalen doing what he was asked to do by the coaching staff? Is that a precursor a little bit to what we may see this year? I told you last year's record's fool's gold. You didn't beat anybody with significance. There's not one winning team you beat last year. Okay? There wasn't anybody, and you don't get pats on the back for beating shitty teams. You don't. So you tell me. You think it was really Hertz's issues last year? Or do you think it was Sirianni and the coaching staff's issues? How about the other side of the football on defense? I mean, Brady had wide open wideouts. They were going up and down to feel like it was a four by 100 relay team. Okay. Jones says coaching. In order of the short, it goes Jalen. Oh, no, 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 no. Hurts not reading coverage. Aikman pointed to it. Yeah, but how do you know that that's not what the coaches wanted Jalen Hurts to do? I mean, did you come away last year thinking that Nick Sirianni was some sort of offensive mind like Sean McVay in Los Angeles? I didn't. I thought he did a nice job at riding the ship, but I wouldn't call him an innovative play caller, would you? Devin White and Levante David may be the best linebacking duo in the league. You ain't running a ball on Tampa. Thank, thanks for coming aboard, dude. So do you think that that game against the Bucs in the playoffs, you think it's more on Jalen or do you think it was more on that coaching staff? You know, the easy question is both, but the player gets put in a position of success. I was just talking to Tone about that. You think Mac Jones goes to the Jets? And he has that same success that he had last year in New England. Let's not forget something. He had a pretty decent season last year. 15th quarterback rating. Teammate to postseason as a rookie quarterback. That's not all that bad. And it's because the coaching staff was one of the best coaching staffs, if not the best coaching staff in the league. They put that player in a position to win. I mean, quite frankly, you think there's a lot of talented guys in New England offensively? Can you name me one? Name me one guy that New England has that you went like this. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I'd love to have him on the Eagles. I'll tell you what. There's not a wide receiver up in New England that I would take over any of the wideouts in Philly. Is that fair? There's nobody in New England I would take over. What you have in Philadelphia. You got a better old line than the Patriots. Some would say you got a better quarterback than the Patriots. What was that up there then? It was coaching. It was coaching. Thanks says, I think it was Jalen's lack of ability to read what Tampa disguised in their defense. I agree. Heck no, Sills. Coaching helps out players like Matt Jones. Absolutely. Harris is a running back. Harris is a good running back. He is. I don't think Miles Sanders is bad. I just think Miles Sanders is made of paper mache. This guy's always hurt, man. I mean, honestly, right? Was he made of balsa wood? 
And Stefan Gilmore's not there any longer, Chris. Have to say coaching, no adjustment. Zach, amen. There were no adjustments made in that Tampa game. Not until halftime. I mean, the really great coaching staff. Hey, I'll give you an example of it. It was in the Super Bowl. When, when the Rams lost Odell Beckham, by the way, they were down. What was it? They were down like 17 going into the second half, maybe even the last quarter and a half of that game, if I'm, if I'm remembering that right. They lose Beckham. They had to have in-game adjustments to figure out how to implement other people in the offense because Cooper Cup was getting double teamed after Beckham went down. They figured it out on the fly. That's good coaching. That's being able to put your guys in a position to win. See, I was thinking about that, and as Tone and I were coming on the air, and I'm going, man, you know what? Maybe, how about this? Just to expand on what we said here, Hunter Henry's a pretty good tight end. I really liked him when he was with the Chargers. He's a good tight end. I'll take Dallas Goddard, though. Okay? I will. I'll take Dallas Goddard. And, and, and to expand a little bit more on the coaching, all of you guys, listen to this. So Jalen Hurts has been coached by Bill Belichick. Excuse me. Jalen Hurts has been coached by Nick Saban, Steve Sarkeesian, Lincoln Riley, Doug Peterson, and then he gets a training wheels coach in Nick Sirianni. That's a downgrade. That's a downgrading coaching. Sirianni, again, I thought Nick Sirianni did a hell of a job with Phillip Rivers the year previous when he was the OC in Indy. They won 11 ball games and they pushed the Bills. So I thought he did a nice job in that game. I thought he did a nice job with Phillip all year long. But that's a different style of quarterback. That's an arm. That's a thrower. Jalen's not a thrower. I keep hearing people always making that comparison to him with Josh Allen or some of these other guys. Don't ever compare him to Joe Burrow. He's not. He's not an arm. He, he's not coming from that place. Jalen wins games with his legs. And he tries fooling you with his arm. Robert Woods went down. Yeah, but that, I'm talking in the Super Bowl, Stephen. Beckham went down in the Super Bowl. He tore his knee up in the Super Bowl. And they had in-game adjustments in that game when Beckham went down. Once Jalen threw that terrible pick before halftime really ended the game for us. Also, who has Alabama and Oklahoma produced quarterback-wise? Eastside Monster. Well, I think Mac Jones is good. We'll find out this year with Tua. People are high on Jalen. Okay. Oklahoma, Baker, Mayfield, Kyler Murray. I hear what you're saying. We're not talking Burrow and Herbert. You're right. Those guys aren't Burrow and Herbert. Maybe Murray. Yet to be determined. I'm with you. They're kind of right around there. Second tier guys. They're not on the upper level of tier three kind of dudes. The Joe Burrows of the world and the Justin Herberts and the Patrick Mahomes. Those are upper tier guys. I get it. Those are elite, elite dudes. 
and young. Yeah, and and Alabama has a player now that's going to be a first-round draft choice next year in Bryce Young. A.J. McCarron's a backup. He wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible. I wouldn't say he was terrible. But I think it's a great conversation. Once again, spotlighting that this is not always on Jalen. Okay? This is not always on Jalen here. That coaching staff, in my opinion, I'm going to be watching them in their second year too. You know, this is theoretically Jalen's second year starting. I'm also going to be hard on that coaching staff. I don't care what people think of uh, Nick Sirianni and what he did a year ago. I told you again, I thought last year was fool's gold. I'm going to leave it at that. He had a winning record. I'm not going to dismiss it, and I'm not going to downplay it. But if I want to use precedent of recent precedent, Matt Nagy, okay? That guy was the NFL coach of the year, won a division title with Mitchell Trubisky and was fired two years later. Okay? Dank says, you know who could throw guys open and he's in college right now. Don't start me contacting Tyler already. Tyler's very hurt after yesterday on what some of you guys like Chris and some of you guys were saying. He's very disappointed in Chris. He's very disappointed. He said, Chris doesn't want me. He wants me to be a giant. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. By the way, as you can see, I've got some recruiting to do after the show. I've, I've got to recruit a defensive tackle at a Zephyr Hills after the program um, for the program. So I'm helping Mario. And in the process, it was, it, it was, it was brought up that, yeah, Chris was very down on Tyler Van Dyke. And so Tyler's like, why does Chris hate me? I'm like, Chris doesn't hate you or Eastside monster or some of these other guys. They don't really know you yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm working it here. I told you I'm a helper. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings here. Okay? All I'm doing here is I'm trying to temper it. And like I said, Tyler Van Dyke can't come on the Big Seal show until week seven. That's the bye when you're three and three. <laughs> I got to see more time. Whoa, look at that. Hey, Tyler, I know you watched the show. Listen, I know you're watching now. You're probably watching in Mario's office. Listen, okay? That's what these Philly people are. They want to see more of you, okay? But yet they don't want to see more of Jalen. They're sold on him. Guys like Chris. They want to see more of you. But they don't want to see more of Jalen. Damn, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, so, hey. Tyler, if you land up in New York and you know that if, listen, I don't want to have to call the new general manager. By the way, uh, Sean McDermott, you know, gave me his phone number, the new GM in New York. So, I mean, if Chris, if, if, if Chris pushes us there, I got you covered, dude. Or Joe Douglas. I mean, I look, I doubt they're going to move off of Zach Wilson. Here, here, here's what I'll do. I'll call Pittsburgh for you. I'll call Philly. And by the way, you know, if we have to do Washington, too, it's all good. This is all on Chris. I blame Chris for this. 
Yeah, he's opened up the door. By the way, you know, I mean, I also told um, Tom Telesco with the Chargers, I'm like, yeah, we got a guy out here, Chris, man. Okay, he's not sold on Tyler. He's like, Tyler Van Dyke is as good as Justin Herbert. That's from his mouth. Okay. Tyler Van Dyke is being compared to Justin Herbert. And you know who else said that? The head football coach, the Miami Hurricanes, who coached Justin Herbert at Oregon. Whose word are you going to take? Matt Maggie or Mario Cristobal? He coached both dudes. Okay. He recruited both dudes. Oh, he didn't recruit Tyler. That was Manny Diaz. Hey, Kenneth, no smirking here. I'm here to help. Hey, by the way, everybody over at the NovaCare Center, don't worry. I, I, I'm not listening to Chris all like that. I got it. I got it. Plus, I know some plans that you guys are looking at, too. It's all good, man. I happen to think that thing was coaching and Jalen's inability to spot double coverage and to be able to read progressions. But I think it also had a lot to do with the coaching inability. They were afraid. I think they were afraid on how they played on defense and how they played on offense. Dude, so you're going to sit back and let Tom Brady eat your lunch and just throw under coverage like that and just walk his team down the field on you and not gamble? That's exactly what Jonathan Gannon did in that. He, that's exactly what he did in that playoff game, man. Okay? He just let Brady walk that team down. That's coaching. I give you the inability to read progressions. That Jalen still has to work on that. Okay? But, dude, that coaching staff did not help anybody out that day. That was a poorly coached football team. Poorly coached team. And you saw it going into halftime. This is my boy Tone at the very least. They could have tried to put hands on and feet on Brady. Make him move around. Boy, that's such a great comment. Outstanding. Right? You don't let Brady get back in comfort and let him get back to a spot and go one, two, three in, in rhythm and throwing the ball the way he did. What kind of – what did Brady say, too? They did the same shit they did earlier in the year. They did in the playoff game. They never changed anything up. You're going to do that to Tom Brady? That's coaching, my friends. That comes down to coaching. That's why it is. Hey, Jalen may get better, but how much better because of the end of – do they – how about this? Do the Eagles have good enough coaching to get to an NFC championship game? No one has brought that topic up. You think that football team has good enough? Coaching to get it there. And everyone's like, well, they were 9-8. and eight. Got to the postseason. Unbelievable. Yeah, you beat a bunch of shit teams. Then you want to get kudos for it. Hey, congratulations to the NFL. You did what was asked of you. And when you had to play against good teams, you got worked. No adjustments. That's right, man. Hey, Mike. Exactly. That's why we opened the show like that. So I don't want this to always just be about Jalen. Okay, Jalen needs, hey, get this, guys. Did we not see this before when they brought all those guys in for, like, the Eagle Dream Team? And when they realized it, 
They couldn't make it work because they didn't have good enough coaches to put guys in positions to win. Right? You Hey, how about this one? So you have Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irvin, and you can't make that work in Brooklyn? Okay, well, that's a coaching thing. I don't care what Steve Nash's name is and what his resume says. It don't say much as a coach. How can you have three players like that on your roster and in your starting lineup, and you you can't get out of the first round? Albeit, I get they traded by the time they got to the postseason, James Harden, but how do you not make that work? That's coaching, okay? Well, he's Steve Nash. And? And? Look at a coach in Boston. He made that work. By the way, wasn't that guy on the Sixers staff? Wasn't that guy on the Sixers staff? Good night. You let that guy roll out of the building? And Jimmy Butler. Congratulations to you, man. No wonder the Sixers are where they are. (laughs) I smell a list. Big Sills list. I do have one. I have a list. That was Kyrie. That was a Kyrie thing. Oh, he stunk in Boston, and I crushed him every day. Jones says, "Like I said, sells coaches. Coaches, coaching is what I have been and will continue to be fearful of. Let's play it. It gets better. I agree, Jones. I do. You can't coach basketball players. These guys got a bag of money and they don't care. That's why I don't watch the NBA. Hey, man." Hey, Kyrie Irving holding other practices outside of Steve Nash's practices. That guy, he lives in a delusionary world. You know, I actually heard somebody say this. You know, he's only had very few good coaches in his life that it really worked in certain places like Duke and Cleveland with LeBron. I'm like, wait a minute. Kyrie Irving played 11 games for Coach K. He played 11 games. He bailed on him, too. Kyrie Irving didn't play, like, some NCAA season where they got to, like, the Final Four. He played 11 games. Didn't work in Duke for him. It's never worked anywhere but Cleveland because he was the second fiddle in Cleveland with LeBron. Anytime he's given the main chair or the main headsets, he's bombed. That's, there's certain dudes, man, that'll always be like that. Not leaders. He's one. Do you know what Kyrie Irving reminds me of? He's like the lone fish in a fish tank. Just swimming around. Not caring where he is. Feeding time. Go do his own thing. Take a shit wherever he wants in his own little fish tank. He's just one of them dudes. He's got his own fish tank. <laughs> you know, little sea urchins on the bottom. You know, you got the sunken treasure chest. You open it up, some food comes out for him, surprises him a little bit. He's just a little tiny fish in his own fishbowl. Dude's a worm. <laughs> what, a, what an awful teammate. And watch this. Boy, I'll tell you, that guy's good. <laughs> hey. He's good, man. All right. Let me slide into this here. 
Eastside Monster, tomorrow Big Seals is going to try and convince us to get Kyrie. No, I'd rather have KD. Okay? If I were KD, I'd leave Brooklyn and go to Philly. I, I don't know how you could make that happen. I, I would. So, like, if Kyrie leaves, the only thing you have there in Brooklyn is Ben Simmons. Holy cow. Like I said, Ben Simmons, instead of the name Simmons on the back of his gear, it just should have a giant question mark. The Riddler. Just the Riddler. (laughs) All right, let me get – hey, too much basketball talk here. All right. Not to stir anything up. Not to stir anything up. This is just a question. And I would like to hear your comments. How do you think Baker Mayfield would do with this Eagle offense? In the NFC, how do you how do you think Baker would? Eighteen million bucks too, not the cheapest thing they could probably get. The Cleveland Browns to pay half that salary. Would you take them? Thirteen and three, same as Hertz. No, <laughs> so wait a minute. You think that you think that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Not according to Chris Sims. Ray goes, yeah, I take him in a minute. Okay. I told you what we did all week. We did an exercise all week. You have the best tackle duo offensively and defensively in the National Football League in Hardgrave and Fletcher Cox. And if you want to throw Jordan Davis in there, that's a great threesome in there. You have the best tackles in the NFL offensively in Lane Johnson and Jordan Mulata. You have the best center in the NFL in Kelsey. You have the fifth best. Fifth best tight end and Dallas Goddard and your quarterback is like okay just a little bit more could Baker Mayfield deliver an NFC championship how do you think he would I think he would be good this is a hypothetical by the way but I don't know the end result isn't Baker another Sam Darnold I don't think so Baker Mayfield was on the best Browns team in three decades and didn't do shit with it. No, I'm not sold on Baker. He had a bunch of weapons in Cleveland and couldn't do anything. Well, we'll find out soon enough about your boy. I don't want the progressive guy, (laughs) commercial bum. Hey, he was injured all last year. Dude, that kid Huntley with the Ravens, I love that guy. I love that kid in Baltimore. <laughs> hey, 
Tone goes, Baker's personality is radioactive. I'm good. Dan, why don't you want Hurts to see? Oh, it's a hypothetical. What do you mean? I'm just, how do you think Baker Mayfield would do with the Eagles? Here, let me find another one for you. Let me check this out here. By the way, don't, don't you know, calm yourself down a little bit here, man. Let me see something here. What is Jimmy Garoppolo's record as a starting quarterback in the NFL? According to PFF, wins are certainly not explicitly a quarterback statistic, but the 49ers now have a 35 to 15 record with Garoppolo as a starter, and people within the NFL have a hard time ignoring that. So Jimmy G's 35 and 15, 5 and 2 in the postseason. So he's 40 and 17. Wait, wait, let me let me look at that. Wow. This guy's got a 700 win percentage. My point is, man, I'm gonna I'm hey, I got a list here. You know it's coming. Baker's 29 and 30 as a starter in Cleveland. Cleveland does play in the AFC. A tad bit stronger of a conference than the NFC. If the Eagles played in the AFC last year, they'd have won six games. They'd have won six games. Can you imagine if you were in the AFC West? It may not have won a game in a conference or in the division. Let's see here. See, I knew it. Sills, you're trying to get rid of our quarter. I'm not trying to get rid. I am always looking to improve. Sills, I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett over Baker any day. I actually like Jacoby. I do. You know, he's kind of like Jalen. Like I told you yesterday, the only comparison you can have with Jalen Hurts is Colin Kaepernick, really. If you look at the stats, they're pretty similar. They're similar in stats. Right down the line, too. Xander and I looked at the stats. We couldn't believe how close they were. You're not going to compare him to any of these passing guys. Big Sills paid by the Eagles to soften the blow. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. You always hate it. I asked you how Baker Mayfield would do with your Eagle team. That's only, it's not a hating. What has Jacoby Brissett done? Good point. Good. That's a good point. That's a good one. What's Jacoby Brissett's winning percentage in the NFL as a starting quarterback? He is Ooh, he's 14 and third. He's 14 and 23. He's 14 and yeah. I like Jacoby though, man. Yeah, I, I do. I I I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Jacoby Brissett. Man, if 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 Baker Mayfield was the starting quarterback with the Eagles. Man, 
Would they win more games? Hmm. Well, we're going to put a little bit more pressure on you guys. It's list time. I'm going to do that after the timeout. It's list time. Get ready. (laughs) Baker's a locker room cancer. You want to know something? I hate his ass too. Okay. I actually like Jacoby Brissett too, man. Hey, guys, don't forget my boys at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, do me a favor. Make sure you reach out to my friends at Morgan & Morgan over the weekend for you to be able to understand what I've been telling you now for months, and that is this. For the people is not a slogan. This is who they are. Over the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients because of the attorneys that they have working for them. I mean, 800 strong. Got an army of attorneys, and they're the biggest attorney firm in the country when it comes to getting your fair compensation for you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600, 24-7, seven days a week. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. It's your boy Big Phil. Man, Tony just sent me one of the best stats of all time, man. Oh God, this is great. Yeah. Who were the top performing quarterbacks last season? In rhythm. One, it was Matthew Stafford, Rams. Two, Justin Herbert, number three. Tom Brady, Buccaneers. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. And your fifth quarterback with the best rhythm. (laughs) Jalen Hurts. Oh, man. How come I see this, Tone? Jalen's the fifth best quarterback in the NFL with the best rhythm. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Best rhythm. Not making it up. I have no idea what that stat is. I have no idea what it pertains to. <laughs> then again, I didn't know what a high ankle sprain was until about five years ago. So, I mean, I, 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 I hey, my <laughs> dank. No, it just says leaders in rhythm. That's all I know about rhythm. Getting the ball out of their hand? Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh. So I'm going to start calling Jalen a new nickname. Mr. Rhythm. Jalen Rhythm Hurts. Uh, Essentially, when they are given 2.5 to 4 seconds to throw the ball. (sighs) (laughs) Hey, Jalen, what do you... What do you say about Jalen's ability? He's got rhythm. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. He's got rhythm. What do you think? The Eagle quarterback. Can he win games? I don't know, but he's got rhythm. <laughs> no, you got to dance. See, you got you to move around with rhythm, man. How you doing? Like you're in the topless bar. How you doing? <laughs> Oh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> he did wear the sunglasses in OTAs like he had. <laughs> Best feet, maybe? Great, sure. All right. Oh, yeah. Ryan Leaf has the most arrest by a quarterback. 
Well, at least we can't accuse you of rhythm silver. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you very little. <laughs> oh, hey. Did you see the comment coming out of Minneapolis? Before I get to my new list, did you see that comment out of Minneapolis? Justin Jefferson was asked the question, what are you striving for? Hall of Fame. I want to be the best that ever played. Well, he's off to a, a pretty good start. 3,000 yards in two years. Yeah. 140 catches a year. He's off to a good start. Oh, yeah, with that bum quarterback you call Kirk Cousins. So are you telling me, Howie, all you guys say he's a bum. So if Justin Jefferson was in Los Angeles with Matthew Stafford, are you telling me? that he'd have 2,000 yards a year? Or if he was in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, he'd have 2,000 yards a year? <laughs> That's quite a miss. We're talking Jerry Rice and Antonio Brown numbers out of the gate. And this guy's barking Hall of Fame. Jalen Rager has never in any of his 34 football games had more than 60 yards receiving. And Justin Jefferson is talking about Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, man. We all know that's why he, he is. Re I'm not repeating anything. He, he said it yesterday. He said it yesterday. I didn't repeat that. Justin Jefferson said it yesterday. Holy cow. I'm not repeating anything. I don't repeat shit. You hear it that way. <laughs> All right. This has nothing to do with your quarterback. Okay? Sales Jefferson said he'd make Philly pay. He's kept his word. Dude, all kidding aside, that guy's as good as it gets coming out of college, man. He really is. Okay? He, he really is. He's, he's as good as it gets. Yeah, but you know what, though, guys? Honestly, anytime that you guys draft a person or you – here, I'll tell you one better. Okay? Let me ask you this. Because the Eagles moved with the Cowboys on draft day, do you regret not staying where you are and taking Michael Parsons instead of Devontae Smith? That'll be another talking point down the line when we talk about their careers. Or when running backs or quarterbacks are drafted in the same draft, like the 83 draft, like we saw a couple years ago with Lamar and Josh Allen, the Baker Mayfield draft, they're, everybody's gauged, okay? Everybody's gauged by who you missed, who you took. That's just part of the conversation when it comes to drafting 
And then you start projecting that out to see what kind of careers you had. Joseph says, how did, how, wait, you don't remember? They traded down with the Cowboys. They traded down, dude. They traded with the Cowboys, the Cowboys with that pick because Patrick Sertain was taken by Denver. They took Micah Parsons. And then the next pick, the Eagles took Devontae Smith. That's how. You don't remember that? Do some homework, guy. The odds of the NFL gods give me the Cowboys to win again. TB12 in week one. I don't regret because we got Smith. Hey, look, I think Devontae's a good player too. That kid's special though. Okay? That kid's special. All right, let me get over this. And by the way, Joseph, just a little punch. No, no, no don't, be, don't, don't take it serious. All right. I have the top 20 wide receivers. Okay? I have the top 20 receivers. That's right. The Eagles traded up and took Devontae. The Cowboys then took Michael Parsons. Correct. Here we go. Here are the Big Sills top 20 wideouts in the National Football League. It's got nothing to do with your boy. By the way, I have Devontae 31st in the NFL. Okay? Number 20, Amari Cooper. Cleveland Browns. It's going to be interesting to see who is the quarterback come opening day in September. Okay? We, we got to start hearing this because – it's now the 24th. We are four weeks and two days away. Okay? Four weeks and two days away from the opening of training camp. People got to start hearing this. Honestly, I'll take Jefferson over Smitty, uh, you think? Number 19, Mike Williams, Chargers. Number 18, Keenan Allen, Chargers. Number 17, Allen Robinson, Rams. Number 16, Michael Thomas, Saints. Number 15, Jamar Chase, Bengals. Number 14, Terry McLaurin, Washington. Number 13, Chris Godwin, Buccaneers. Number 12, CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys. Number 11, DK Metcalf, Seahawks. Number 10, A.J. Brown, Philadelphia Eagles. 
Number nine, Debo Samuel, 49ers. Number eight, Mike Evans, Buccaneers. Number seven, Justin Jefferson, Vikings. Number six, Tyreek Hill, Dolphins. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals. Number three, Stephon Diggs, Tampa Bay Buck, or excuse me, Buffalo Bills. Number two, Cooper Cup, Rams. And the number one wide receiver in the National Football League is Devontae Adams. Raiders. Got Mike Evans eight, bro. Michael Thomas has to play, son. Okay, he's got to play. Baby boy goes, that's a horrible list. What part of the list did you not like? Okay, what part of the list? Top five receivers. Tyreek Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. Who's better than those five? Okay, they've done it longer. They've got a better resume. Tyreek Hill's won a Super Bowl. Hopkins may be the best third-down receiver in the league. Diggs has put up gigantic numbers since he's been in Buffalo and when he was in Minnesota. Cooper Cup had a legendary year last year. And Devontae Adams is going to the Hall of Fame. So, you have the 10th best wideout in football. Let's add this to the list for the Eagles. Hey, Tone, check this out. Let me get my pen here. Where is it? Here we go. So let's add this. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it. You have... The two best offensive tackles in the game out of the top 10. So you have the best duo because they were the only two that I put um, in the top 10. You have the best center in the game, number one. You have the fifth best tight end. You have the 10th best wideout in a talent-laden Offensive NFL today, think about that, for instance. When you say you have the 10th best wideout, okay, in the National Football League, think about the teams with all the great quarterbacks on them. Ryan Tannehill's not the greatest. And now now A.J. comes to a lesser thrower than he had when he was in Tennessee. Jalen's a lesser thrower than 
than Brian Tannehill. If you think his numbers are going to go up dramatically, you're crazy. Why would they? Why would they? Tannehill's a better passer. In his years in Tennessee, he only averaged 1,000 yards, 68 catches. Somehow people think he's going to have 115 catches in Philly is nuts. He didn't have – he never had that at all when he was in Tennessee. Where are you getting that from? Where are you getting that from? Where are you getting that from? This man put Allen Robinson will have, well, it'll be pretty interesting to see because you see, this is why I put Allen Robinson, Davey. You know why? He'll probably have um, gigantic numbers this year because he'll be going against the number two corner. And with Cup on the other side, who do you think is going to get a ton of targets this year in Los Angeles? Think about the scheme. Think about how they're going to use him. Think about how the offense is going to be thrust in Los Angeles. Allen Robinson's numbers are going to be through the roof this year, going against the second-best corner, and he's the second option because double coverage is going to be on cup. What do you think? Use your mind. Use your brain. Open it up a little bit. This is not just skill set stuff here. This is also utilization inside your offense. Okay? Davey boy, I'm not projecting. That's how they're going to use him. The number one target in Los Angeles is not going to be Allen Robinson. The number one target, they just gave him $26.7 million a year, not to be the second option in Los Angeles. That's not projecting. That's factual. You don't give a guy $100 million to bring him into your Philadelphia offense to block in the run game. Okay? Not projecting. How are you going to be used? You know what, too? I bet you T. Higgins has a gigantic year this year because you're going to start doubling up on Jamar Chase. I bet you he has 1,200 yards this year. Okay? You okay? Yeah, and Randall. Cooper Cup was a dude before what's-his-name showed up. I showed you the stats in Los Angeles. He was a dude. 1,000 yards here, 900. The year before he had this last year, he had 900 yards. He was a dude. Dank, I think T. Higgins going to have an even better year this year. Okay? Because now that Chase has solidified himself as a one in the NFL, that's going to get double coverage, and the best corner is going to cover him. Higgins is going to be open. Drop him in the slot. This guy could get 100 catches again. I think Keenan Allen is an underrated wideout. Oh, clear talent? Jefferson or Cup? Not close. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. I'm taking Justin Jefferson. But I'm talking about production here. Okay? I'm talking about production. How they're going to be used. What I see happening this year. Personally, here's my numbers for A.J. Brown this year. 70 catches, 1,050 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's what he's done. That's who he is. 
for him to have a 1,400-yard season, let me take a look at that. As a matter of fact, let me look at that. A.J. Brown stats. Okay. Here's A.J. Brown stats in Tennessee. 1,051. 1,075. 869 uh, last year. 52 catches, 70 catches, 63 catches. Like, where are you seeing that he's going to have 140 catches this coming season? Where, where, Where are people getting that from? That's not who he is. And he's got a lesser of a quarterback. Tone goes, imagine A.J. Brown with an elite quarterback. Imagine Devontae Smith with an, an elite quarterback. He'd, he'd have 1,400 yards last year. That's what I'm saying to you guys. You know, all week long, we kind of sat here and went like this. So you got all these great, talented people around the, the kid. And yet, I'm, I'm assuming, or what was the word, Davey Boy, you used? Projecting. Well, how about if I don't project? And I look, I look at reality. Let's not project. 29.95 in three years. 185 catches in three years. Shit, that's like 64 catches a year. I would say Keenan Allen's a top 15 uh, I would say that. I like Keenan Allen. Seals, you don't think that he's going to get more targets without Derrick Henry. Ronald, that's a good take. That's a good take, Ronald. Because Ronald just brought up, because if I'm going to project Allen Robinson being in the two-hole, yeah, but remember something last year. Well, that's right. Well, Tannehill still won the number one seed in the AFC, that was without AJ and Derrick Henry. He had to throw somebody. But that's a good, that is a good point. And I'll say this to you here. Because Tennessee is so driven on running the ball. But wait a minute. So is Philly. That's right. Tone, you could put all these names at the wide receiver position, throw them in a hat. And you could come up with your own 20, and you're not going to be wrong because there's so much talent at the position in the NFL. I would say this there's more talent at the wide receiver position in the National Football League than I've seen ever before. Okay. To your point, though, man, that you made, don't they have the same run ratio in Philly that they did in Tennessee? So why would he get more targets here? You didn't win the games last year throwing the ball. But so, no, I just, you're right. He's basically going to the same dynamic. He's coming to a football team that runs the ball more. 
Why would he get more targets? That's not how they won last year. They're going to change that up now with a guy who can't throw the ball. If AJ gets 1,000 yards, the Eagles will be in the NFC title game. Agreed. If he gets 1,000 yards in that offense with that quarterback, they're going to be in the NFC championship game. Absolutely. He missed games last year. I know he did. And they still won the AFC um, by. Paul goes, Titans had a big running back. D. Foreman and ran well for the Titans. He wasn't Derrick Henry, dude. I'd like him at 90-plus catches. You think A.J. Brown has more catches than any time in his career in Philly? Difference with Philly and Tennessee is that Tennessee did it with running backs. Philly did it with a quarterback and an RPO. But the fundamental is still running the ball. Gaming, you didn't win, you didn't win games last year throwing the rock. Are you kidding? You didn't win games throwing it. You won games running it. You ran the Saints off the floor. You didn't beat them with passing yards. It was because Hertie had the most rushing yards. <sighs> Whatever. They're not going to run as Oh, they're not going to run as much, Zach. So they're going to do something with a quarterback that that's not his main strength. Steven says Ryan Tannehill is damn good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. He's not elite. He's not special, but he's good. 60 to 70 catches for each with Smith and Brown. Eastside monster. You know, you know who's going to, can I tell you who I think has a shitload of catches? I think Dallas Goddard's going to be the guy. I told you that. Hey, Tone, I think Goddard's going to, I think he's going to be potentially around 90 catches. I think it's going to be Goddard is going to be the guy. Goddard had almost 900 yards receiving last year. Sneaky good year. I, I think Goddard's going to be, and, 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 and by the way, Okay, I think Goddard is also going to be a guy that's going to continue to improve, and that's going to turn into be the Zach Ertz like he was for Carson, for Jalen. Those wideouts are going to get their catches and targets, but I think it's going to be Dallas Goddard this year who's going to be the dude that's going to determine whether or not this football team wins a lot of games against good teams. Okay, beating good teams. Tone goes like this. He didn't get number one targets until week seven. That's right. And didn't crack a hundred and didn't crack a thousand. I know he was over 800 yards and they found it was in his best game. I think it was Gardner Minshew against the Jets. Hey, Mr. International, I think Goddard's going to turn himself. Watch this. I don't know if he's Kittle. But he could be. He's not Kelsey, and I don't think he's the guy Edwards in Baltimore. Now, that guy Edwards in Baltimore gets a shitload of targets. 
how many years before Goddard gets paid. They, they gave him a contract extension last year. They got home cooking on it too. Zach says, Seals, you're going to be eating your words this year on Hertz. Absolutely. I'll take that bet. I'm projecting sales. <laughs> I'm projecting too. All right. I'll pass the post here. All right. I got a topic here for you again. No list. You're going to be kind of shocked the angle I take here, though. Hey, by the way, Philly 500 in hour three on this Friday. 5.30 Eastern, we're going to talk to our boy. I've got a topic for you. An eagle topic. Hour two, hit the like button. Keep it right here on this Friday on the National Football Show. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to look, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Not sure if they 
Yeah. Really? If he is wanting to play in Philly. Send. Hey, hit the like button. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much for stepping in with Big Sills on this Friday. Thank you so much. Hey, hang on, Eastside. Hang on, guys. Hang on. You know, I'm. by the way, I, I mean, my schedule is getting filled. I'm doing multiple shows next week. I'm helping recruit. Look, right after the program, Big Sills got to talk to a defensive tackle in Zephyr Hills. And uh, then I've got to talk to Tyler to calm him down because some of you, you know, are just so dead set on a particular quarterback quarterback in your team. Eagles are now starting to reach out to me about talking and setting up a workout. Not You know, not a workout, but kind of a conversation I'd like to have with a particular hurricane. So I'm working on that. And I told them the best time for big sales is potentially the Texas A&M game. I think that's September 17th. They can come down and they can meet me finally there. So, hey, say hi. Say hi, Tyler. Go ahead. Just say hi. It's okay. One day I'll have him say hi. But it won't be until week seven. (laughs) All right. I got a topic coming up here in a second for you. Okay. First and foremost, though, may I please look. let Let me bend your ear for about. 20 seconds. Okay. Hey, Miguel, appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Okay. Let me say this to you. So the Scottish Open has now said that the live golfers can't perform at their event in the next coming week. The Scottish Open. (laughs) I've never heard of it. I've never watched it, nor will I ever. Okay. Oh, I love what's going on. These golfers are bankrupting the PGA Tour. All the years of excluding minorities from playing. Now, all of a sudden, when a guy gets a bag of money, those guys are scumbags. Oh, okay. But when you when when the Masters, we inside the last decade, allowed the first African American member. All of a sudden now, these guys are high and mighty and they've got all these, you know, great fundamentals on how to live a life. (laughs) And they do business in Saudi Arabia too. Come on, man. I love what's going on. Scottish Open. Oh, good. Just another golf event I won't have any interest in. Not that I ever did anyway. And by the way, you will not be catching Big Sills watching the Shell Open unless Tiger's in it. The shell open. How about the Toyota Invitational? Uh, no, it's all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'd rather watch fingernails on a chalkboard than watch the shell open. <laughs> oh, yeah, the PGA now pretends now that they're fighting for civil rights and they're fighting for justice because of Saudi Arabia's human rights violations when the PGA had been violating civil rights when it came to their membership for a hundred years. Do, do you not find the hypocrisy in this? Yeah. That, that, hey, Tone, I'm sure Tone is getting ready to watch a CBS event this weekend. Okay. Getting ready to watch a golf event this weekend. 
probably high on his list. <laughs> it's probably high on his list. Okay. See, I watch track and field because it's a really great sport. Because when you're the fastest dude on the planet, you're the fastest dude on the planet. That means in Nigeria and Italy, okay, you're the fastest dude on the planet, okay? Hey, hey, watch this. That's like me doing this, Tone. Hey, did you see Michael Phelps last night? You see the Olympic medals, man, that guy has won. It's a country club sport. White guy swimming in a fishing pool or a swimming pool at a country club, okay? Whoa. <laughs> what, what did he learn? Oh, at the local country club. Yeah. You know, it's a country club sport. Big Seals don't root for country club sports. Polo and cricket and swimming. <laughs> That's why Serena is one of my favorite athletes of all time. This chick is from Compton and the greatest tennis player of all time. Insane. 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 The mountain she climbed, and and Venus. Insane. Where'd these girls come from? Compton, California. How you doing? Where? Is is that near? Is that near Bel Air? <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta hit the corner, and then when you go left, there's a place called Watts, and it's right around in there. What's Watts? Not gonna help you out on that one. <laughs> Hey, hey, Tone, you'll like this, man. I took my recruiting trip to Southern Cal when I was in high school. So, you know, you go to UCLA, you go to Westwood, unofficial visit. You go to UCLA. It's unbelievably cool. Then when you go, when you take a recruiting trip to USC, they take you around this. They take you around the community because USC is right next to Watts. And when you go on the practice field, guys don't notice. They got a gigantic tarp up. Where they, you don't see like some of the community back there. I'm like, what's behind that? Oh, yeah, it's just community, you know. And then they tell you later on in another recruiting trip, they'll go, you know, the things in the center of Watts. Like, what's Watts? Then you find out. Yeah. Dion <laughs> yeah. uh, goes swimming a certain length and speed is hard, sales. Oh, it surely is. It surely is. But when you only have white dudes in the sport, it's not really a sport that I root for. Okay? I, I like to have diversity in a sport. Because then you're playing against everybody who's the greatest athletes in the world. Or you're competing. I'm not playing in Jackie Robinson days. I want to play a sport that everybody, you know, I'm not just in a country club. Tone goes, that's how it is at Temple's practice field. Huge tarp to block the poverty out. Yeah, because most colleges are in shit areas. Dan, do you watch UFC? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. How can they even call golf a sport? It's not, Joseph. It's a skill. Golf's a skill. Like I told you before, if you could put the same slacks on, and I could take Tone out to dinner in them, and that's my gear I competed in. Eh. Like I said, I don't even know if golfers wear a jock strap. I mean, why would you need one? <laughs> I mean, shit, you should at least have to put a jock strap on, shouldn't you? That 
to call it a sport? I mean, I think that's a little fair. Do you put a jock strap on for that sport? No. Well, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to put one up for darts either <laughs> or bowling. Well, I don't know. Maybe bowling. I don't know. Masters like let it out seals. I can't let it out. Zach goes, it's called a sport because they get paid. Oh, okay. I guess. I suppose so. Yeah. So what would what, what would you call the massage therapist? Then <laughs> forget it. I can't I can't. I can't and I won't. Hey, hey, you know it's a Friday and I wanna I I, I want I wanna have a good Friday here and I wanna be in a good way here. Um <laughs> uh, why would why would they need a jock strap in case they get hit in the back swing? I get paid if I win bingo. <laughs> uh, my grandmother loved bingo. I used to go with her to St. Cecilia's. And we used to go to St. Cecilia's in Port Chester, New York. Drive down from Connecticut, and my grandmother used to go play bingo. And I used to do that, too, also St. Mary's in Stanford. we go to St. Cecilia's. We'd also go, like, um, let me see. We All the churches had it because, you know, Catholic Church and bingo. Kind of synonymous with one another. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Sills. Avs. Win 5-4 in OT tonight. Oh, my God, man. That will end it, too, if they do that. Porn is a sport. They get paid. Hey, Dylan, I was going to go there, but you know what? I'm glad you said it and not me. No, that's definitely your big spot. <laughs> me and my grandma used to play local bingo, and I used to play, too. Mr. International, I love bingo, man. There used to be a place where my grandmother could go sneak and smoke. I used to – oh, it was terrible. My grandfather hated my grandmother smoking. So, like, you know, he put me up on his shoulders. What's she doing in there? There's my grandmother puffing away. I have to lie. My aunt's watching. My aunt did it, too. Nah, she's playing bingo. Is she smoking? Nah. She ain't smoking, Dad. And then I'd see my grandmother the next day. I go, you know, Grandpa put me on the shoulder. What did you say? I go, hey, you know, I'd like to have another plate of gabagool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Mr. International, you think it's a, a conspiracy with Deshaun Watson? All right, well, let me let me get to my topic. Hang on here. You guys ready? I saw that echo about Jordan Mulata. I saw that. Milad had the best contract. Pretty cool. And that leads, hey, watch this. Hold on for a second. Badlands Productions. Fluffering is a sport. Dude. Badlands. That's the ultimate sport that I wish I was I wish I was a fluffer I wish I was a fluffer <laughs> yes sir boy mm. big sills the fluffer all I would have is like sex with horses eat hay sleep under a tree shit man that's the ultimate life just being the ultimate fluffer 
All I would do is, like I said, eat, have sex, sleep under a tree, eat a box of oats. Man. Zach O'Seals, you're already a fluffer. (laughs) Yeah, but my feet hurt. (laughs) Hey, Sean, who doesn't wish? Dude, who doesn't wish? (laughs) Who doesn't wish they were a fluffer? Are you nuts? Being a fluffer? Hold on for a second. Can't take that call right now. Can't take it. God, Tyler bugs me during this show all the time. I do. Hey, Randall, I think those chicks play great football. I actually like that league, man. I think they play hard. Hey, I think Mark Rippon's daughter plays in that league, if I'm not mistaken. The Extreme Football League, where the chicks are tackling. I I, I think Mark Rippon's daughter plays in that. She's very good. She follows me on Twitter, too, by the way. Steven goes, that's not what my definition of fluffer is, Sills. Jeremiah goes, stir it up. That was Van Dyke calling. Always, Manster. He bugs me during this time. All right, let me get to my topic here. All right. And I'm going to go in a different way with you on this one. What do you think would be a successful season for Howie Roseman this year? I want to see how intuitive you guys are. What would be a successful season? What what do you think for the GM of your team? I'm not going to lead you yet because I'm going to start pointing some things out here. And remember something. He's not a coach. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl in three years, 10 and seven. A division championship. I think you guys are looking too narrow in this. If Dean develops into a starting linebacker, Dean playing NFC division round winner. NFC championship game. If Hassan Reddick gets 10 sacks. Well, tell me if you believe what I'm going to say to you here. See, you guys aren't thinking like a GM. Winning a playoff game, me the Super Bowl, Michael says. Four years ago, one we made with at least 45% of the initial active roster in play. Hurts 3,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, division chip, and a playoff win. Super Bowl in three years with the with the right, with a new quarterback. Guys, follow. Yeah, Tone, let me hear you. Successful season equals making it to the NFC championship with a cheap quarterback. That's thinking like a GM. And that's kind of down the line I'm going. Let me put this out here to you. How he started with the success of the football team already in 2022. 
50% of Howie's work is done. It looks like there's some productive people that could be in this draft class. He drafted needs. The majority of these players that he signed, the Bradbury's, the kid from San Francisco, Hassan Reddick, a three-year contract, not overly pricey, $15 million for an edge rusher today. That's not all that bad. I think with a guy who had double-digit sack years in two separate years or two separate teams. So he's got all these guys on short-term deals too. What, what, what do you guys call them in Philly? Okay, um, prove it, prove it how he years on a contract, one year, two year, whatever. So he's already set the table. And what was the biggest thing that he's done already? What do you think Howie Roseman's biggest move has been? What do you think its biggest move has been? Let's see if you guys are thinking of down the line I am. What do you what's the biggest move Howie Roseman's made since January? What do you think his biggest move is? AJ Brown? Let's see if Tone has it. He's right. Not signing a new contract. Not not getting Deshaun Watson. The Saints deal. That's how he's safety net. His safety net is the Saints and those two first-round draft choices. We kind of broached this yesterday a bit. What if this guy, Jalen Hurts, shits the bed? They move up in the draft order. What if the Saints shit the bed with Jameis Winston? And they shit the bed. Could you potentially have two picks, maybe in the top 15? You're going to land on one of them quarterbacks that are going to be available. So his position is this. If they win this year, okay, that 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 makes those picks now potentially go somewhere else. But if we're sitting here again on June 24th, 2023, and we're in the same conversation, it's a failure. This question has to be answered. So to me, Roseman, here's success. Watch this. They win. And you look at the team and go, at the end of the year, Jalen's spectacular. They make it to the NFC Championship game. The decision to go into next year's April draft will be an even tougher one. That's a good thing. But if they're good and they get into an AF, uh, NFC championship game and you're like the 49ers who are playing musical chairs at the quarterback position, you know the quarterback position right now in San Francisco, there is no question. That's a Super Bowl roster. But they've been playing helter-skelter and they've been doing all those crazy things with the quarterback position and you're burning the window that you have for a Super Bowl contending team. Look how many years John Lynch, general manager, has been wasting. Trey Lance, in my opinion, I haven't seen shit where I went like this. That guy's the next guy. 
And that's why Kyle Shanahan is reluctant to move off a guy who's 35 and 15. He's reluctant. But when you're reluctant and you pause, you can't pause in the NFL. Here's, I'm going to show you decisions that changed an entire franchise's backside and turned them into a small or a massive dynasty like the Patriots. So when Drew Bledsoe gets hurt by Mo Lewis in that Thursday night game against the Jets, Monday night game against the Jets, and Bledsoe's knocked out of the game and they put Brady in, he's on a sixth-round contract. They had just signed a year previous, a $117 million deal with Bledsoe, and they gave him 19 guaranteed, did Bob Kraft. They went that whole rest of the way until Bledsoe got healthy. Brady got hurt in the postseason. Bledsoe came in and beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Do you know what Belichick did? They had to decide whether they were going to go back to Brady or stick with the veteran guy they gave a boatload of money to. Guess what happened? We know what happened. Belichick stuck with Brady and went back to him. They were so confident in Tom Brady, they traded Bledsoe in the division. They traded him to Buffalo. Another one. Matt Flynn is signed by Pete Carroll and management. They bring that guy in. He backed up Brett Favre for like one game, threw for 500 yards or some shit like that. They signed him to this $19 million free agent contract. They draft Russell Wilson in the third round. Russell Wilson's just been outplaying the guy the entire time in the third round and in the exhibition season. You know what Carroll did? Shit, this guy's better. He went with him. Where conventional wisdom would be always to go with the money or experience. Those are decisions. And that's the one that's hurting the 49ers. How many years are the Philadelphia Eagles going to have this debate? How many shows? How many days? How many conversations? How many this is nuts? Are we going to have about this conversation? How many? Dank, thank you. Dank brings up a perfect one. So when Cliff Kingsbury gets the job in Arizona and he sees Josh Rosen on tape and then watches him in OTAs and watches him, he goes like this, that ain't it. To quote my boy Ice Cube, that ain't it. Okay, what do they do? They send him to Miami. They go into the April draft and they take Kyler Murray. Change the fortunes of the Cardinals. That's balls decisions. That's a ballsy decision. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You never see a quarterback or a team take a quarterback one year, cut him, trade him, then draft another quarterback. That don't happen. It's like very little, little, very little precedent that that goes on like that. So, success to me is how we get into April's draft and the decision to be made. And I'll tell you this. Let's hypothetically do this. Let's hypothetically say this. The Eagles get to the NFC Championship game. Defense is like, Top 10 running game is like one of the best in the game. And Jalen improves 20%. And it gets you there, though. Like Ryan Tannehill has gotten – you don't think that Tennessee Titans next year are going to be looking to upgrade that position eventually. How many years do you think you're going to continue to ride Derrick Henry's ass? How many years before you look at that and go, got to upgrade this position? How about this? Derrick Henry with Kirk Cousins. Derrick Henry with Matthew Stafford. Derrick Henry with Aaron Rodgers. They might not lose a ball game. Can you imagine having a quarterback with experience and talent like Rodgers and then Derrick Henry in the backfield? You know, Derrick Henry only makes $13 million a year. It ain't like... I mean, hey, A.J. Brown makes more than him. It's not like they pay him a shitload of money because the running back position doesn't guarantee that. If you, you can afford a Derrick. You can afford a Derrick Henry. I don't know if you can afford a $27 million quarterback and a $50 million quarterback on the same roster. Green Bay just showed you they couldn't. Paying a guy $51 million this year in Green Bay, they weren't going to pay $25 million and $75 million of their salary cap with two dudes. They cut their losses. So, again, a successful season for Howie. Howie gets to the NFC Championship game. Sure, record-wise. But this is what we're kind of expecting. I've been telling you all week, dude, every position you're almost covered. One of the better defensive groups, it looks like. Your defensive tackles and rotation now, has to be one of the top five in the game. Your corners are covered. They're covered. They're good. You upgraded your safety position. You upgraded your edge rusher. You upgraded your linebacking core. You have the best O-line in football. Two best tackle tandems. Fifth best tight end. All of that. And you're going to sit there and tell me this? Well, if we get to the NFC Championship game, it's Jalen's job for the rest. Hey, no way. Businesses are always constantly looking to upgrade. Tim Tebow won a playoff game against the Steelers one year. They went out and got Peyton Manning next year. They went out and got Peyton Manning. By the way, I know some of you are saying, well, what if we let Jalen go and he goes somewhere else? Then bring Teddy Bridgewater in. 
They're the same guy. Teddy Brit, no, Teddy Bridgewater is probably a better passer. Teddy Bridgewater also went to the Pro Bowl before he got hurt in Minnesota. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. He sucks. Well, then, dude, you're 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 overplaying your boy, man. He ain't as good as you think he is. You know, if all you guys are saying Cousin sucks, Bridgewater sucks, Tyrod Taylor sucks, these guys are respected dudes in the game. I know how hard it is to play that position. It ain't that easy. And I give Jalen a lot of love for how far he's come with limited talent. He's not a passer. That guy's here. I'll tell you this, and I'm going to give you guys some love here on this one. And so you guys don't think I am. That guy squeezed every bit of ounce of ability he has to play in this game and to move the sticks and win ball games. I give him tremendous high marks because he's not all that gifted as a passer. He's not. And if you guys really truly believe you're going to see a hundred catches from AJ Brown, when he never had a hundred catches, shit, he never had 90 catches in Tennessee and they run the ball just as much as they do in Philly. But yet automatically we're going to see 120 catches out of AJ Brown. Why? Cause you gave him a boatload of money. You see the skill set that player has, and I see it. A.J. Brown with Aaron Rodgers would have 1,800 yards. No doubt. D.K. Metcalf, too. Cousin doesn't suck. He doesn't suck, man. That week, I'll tell you what. Hey, Tone, that week two game, at the link against the Vikings, we're going to find out. Justin Jefferson, what was that comment that someone made in the first hour? You know, make the Eagles pay for it? Well, collections are week two. Case Keenum's better than Jalen. I wouldn't go there. MB goes, man, stop this. I missed that. Dude, you are high if you think that guy. You know, I listen to all of our shows sometimes. We're bits and pieces of it. I hear people doing this. Well, you know, Josh Allen didn't really have, you know, that great of first year or this guy didn't do it. You're, you're talking about true NFL passing quarterbacks. Hurts in his entire resume and career has never been that. Why would you compare him to a guy like a passer? Not one of those guys outside of Allen runs for first downs. And they're trying to limit that with the running back that they drafted this year in Buffalo. This is crazy. I just showed you got got one of the top 10 wide receivers in the game too. That's why drafting a quarterback makes sense. Hey, Chris Wright, why can't he develop Sills? Okay, give me a quarterback who came out of college, who didn't have accuracy, and couldn't throw the deep ball that turned into an elite quarterback. I'll wait. 
give me one elite who didn't have an arm and wasn't accurate. He that's the guy lost his job at Alabama because he wasn't accurate. Two is more accurate. Tyree Kill says that. Who? Justin Herbert. <laughs> Give me a guy that developed that couldn't throw the ball with accuracy and had problems reading defenses that developed into an elite guy. Give me one, and I'm going to go, damn. How about, how about, let me say this to you about Michael Vick, too. You think Michael Vick was an elite quarterback? Or do you think he was an elite talent? Vick's greatest moment is when he went up to Green Bay and won against Favre at Lambeau. Other than that, there's very few highlights of him playing in big games and winning them. He was a spectacular watch. Okay? Give me a game where you went Michael Vick. Man, I mean, he outdueled Brady in the AFC or NFC championship game. There's no highlight reel like that with him. All we see is Vick throwing the ball down the field, sprinting, running, and not winning big games. I wouldn't want Michael Vick as my starting quarterback because I know he ain't going to win a big game. Hell of a watch. Would I pay a ticket to go watch him play? You bet your ass I would. That's what they're debating. By the way, don't go there with McNair. McNair's an accurate quarterback. Okay? And he's nothing like McNair. Vic, by the way, man, I pay tickets to go see him play. This is what they're debating in Baltimore right now about Lamar Jackson. That's why the contract conversation is this. They're not going to mind giving him a boatload of money, but they're not going to give him a contract like Patrick Mahomes. Why is that? They're not giving him a 10-year contract because back in their mind, they're not sure yet he can win that game. Not a game, that game. That's the debate. By the way, Lamar led the NFL on touchdown passes with 36 the year he was unanimous MVP. How many quarterbacks got 10 rushing touchdowns? How many of the elite quarterbacks in NFL history give a shit about that stat? (laughs) Rushing touchdowns do not matter for elite quarterbacks. Okay? They do not matter. The winningest quarterbacks in the NFL are not running for touchdowns. Here, let me show you this stat. This is what, and again, this is coming back to what's a successful season for Howie Roseman. The all-time winningest quarterbacks in NFL history. According to Wikipedia, here's the list.
Here's the list. Tom Brady. Peyton Manning. Brett Favre. Drew Brees. Ben Roethlisberger. John Elway. Dan Marino. Philip Rivers, Joe Montana, Eli Manning, Johnny Unitas, Matt Ryan, Terry Bradshaw, Jim Kelly, Donovan McNabb, Troy Aikman, Ken Stabler, Bart Starr, Drew Bledsoe. You think any of them gave a shit about 10 rushing touchdowns in a season? These are your winningest quarterbacks in NFL history. Ain't none of them running for touchdowns or first downs. Well, man, what's a successful season for Howie Roseman? Tone brought something up about McNair here. By the way, this shows you that Jalen can get to a Super Bowl. 51 completion percentage, 61, 52, 58, 56. I never said that Jalen couldn't get there. I just said Jalen will never be elite. Okay? Jeff Hostetler got to a Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. Wouldn't consider his ass a lead either. Okay. And how about this? I would say to you that Colin Kaepernick and Jalen Hurts are very similar. And when you look at their stats, pretty similar. Now, again, 164, 161. I don't go, I'm not, I'm talking style of play. They could, yeah, you, and I said it. You can get there. And I love what Ronald said. Ronald, you know, I keep get I keep having people say this to me. Then why are you so high on the um on the Eagles? Because of what you just said, Ronald. Unless we have a transcendent defense with a steady clock possession, no turnovers, offense, we're not winning a championship. But I think they can. You run the ball, don't turn the ball over. You get a lot of three and outs on the other side of the football. I think the Eagles are going to be right there in a very diminished NFC. Now, look, here, I'll, I'll, let me go here with this. And, again, this all comes back to this, though. You know, I'm talking about what's a successful season for, for Howie. Guys, it, it, there's, there's no question this is all going to come down to the success of the coaching staff if they stick with running the ball. But if you stick with running the ball, why'd you go out and get a $100 million wideout? As long as people accept who Jalen is and build around it, you can win. But it isn't sustainable. Yeah, because you know why? I'll tell you, it's almost, and you know why it's not sustainable, Tone? Look what's happening in Dallas around Dak. 
Dak's style of play, he needs people around him. We now figure that out and see that, right? Diminished O-line. Running. why do you think Dak is not winning a lot more games than he did? I got the injury a couple of years back. It's because that running game has evaporated. Tony Pollard's solid. But Zeke Elliott's inability to get 100 yards a game and to have 4-5 a carry has diminished Dallas's chances of winning a Super Bowl because you... That's why they got bumped in the opening round of the playoffs. They're not good in the red zone. They can't sustain the clock, and they're constantly in three and outs and third and long. And when Dak plays behind the chains like that, that's why you're seeing those empty calorie numbers where he's throwing for all those yards, and you go, shit, man. Nobody wants a football team like Dallas right now because Dallas – when they get big numbers, you know Dallas was the number one offense in the NFL last year? They're all empty calories. You got bounced in the opening round of the playoffs, and you say you had a Super Bowl window? Did you really? Dude, I know this. If you're going to be a Super Bowl-contending football team, you got to stop the run, and you've got to have sustainable ground attack where you're moving the sticks and you're managing the clock. If you can't do those dynamics... There's no chance in hell in postseason play you're going to win. What's the best way to keep Patrick Mahomes and Brady behind on the scoreboard? Keep them on the sidelines. What happened to the Eagles last year? Red zone offense wasn't good. They ran from 20 to 20. And if they got behind, they were finished. That's one-dimensional. And that is because your quarterback's one-dimensional. Rich Gannon? Really? Rich Gannon's a passer. Rippin's a passer. Brad Johnson's another great example of a dude just having great... You know what Brad Johnson had around him? Hey, look, no disrespect to my guy. He's been on my show and I love him. Brad Johnson had Mike Allstott and work done. And that lights out Buck defense. <laughs> and they were constantly in third and short. And they were great in the red zone. Okay. Mike, you know what Dilfer had? Dilfer was also in that same position. Jamal, Jamal Lewis was like a 2,000-yard rusher. They had one of the better old lines. And you had Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and Suggs and all them great football players on the defensive side of the football. Rod, I think Rod Woodson was even in the secondary. Doug Williams is a prolific passer. Doug Williams is a big arm passer. He ain't a runner. Mike Allstott, hell of a player. I wouldn't consider him a fullback because they gave him the ball way more than what they gave Moose Johnson. But still, he made the Pro Bowl a shitload of times when he was in Tampa. I actually liked him when he was at Purdue. Now, again, let me get back to where I was with our conversation here. Um, What's a successful season for Howie?
Winning a Super Bowl is the number one objective. But can I tell you something? Your 2017 team. If you're telling me the 2022 team is not sustainable, your 2017 team wasn't sustainable. Four years later, you had four wins. They're trying to combat not having that happen again. Am I right when I say that? Tone, right? They're trying to not have that happen again where they fall off the face of the planet in four years. And you're firing your coach and you're blowing out your quarterback. That, to me, I mean, that thing fell apart as quick as the Atlanta Falcons fell apart after they surrendered that 28 to nothing lead to the Patriots in the second half. That franchise fell apart too. Michael, again, you know what? Here, and I, I want you guys to know something here. I so root for players' success. Not kidding. You're a good dude. You work hard. You, you, you look like a great NFL guy. I'm really rooting for you. But I root more for teams. Okay? I, I have a college mentality that I take to my NFL teams. I don't give a shit who's playing tackle. I don't care how much you love a player. The NFL is constantly looking to change every position to go cheaper. And if I can get the same ability out of a player going cheaper, I'm going to do it. That's why half the league is undrafted players or low draft choices. That's why a guy like Tony Saragusa can make it. You know, Tony Saragusa wasn't drafted. He played 12 years. He played 12 years. He wasn't drafted by the Colts. He was a free agent. Signed for a thousand bucks. Colts signed him for a thousand dollars. That's a true story. And he did drink his signing bonus when he got it. He got a thousand dollar signing bonus from the Colts. And he drank it that night. I think Howie wants to have the fans vested in the season instead of looking ahead to next year. Yeah, but that's not what you do in Philly. Because you know why? You're going to look at it like what happened. Because you know why? You have recent memory. Hey, man, we won the Super Bowl in 17. Here, let me ask you something here. Let me start it with my boy, Tone. Hey, Tone, are you shocked that the Eagles are in the position that they're in right now, five years removed from winning a Super Bowl? Are you shocked that they're climbing out of the pit that they created? How many people are shocked that... Get this. They created this, and now we're giving them credit for cleaning up their shit. Yeah, you know what Tone just said? No one expected us to bounce back like this. These were all self-inflicted wounds, though. 
These were all self-inflicted wounds. Fired your coach, got rid of the quarterback, age. You know what's funny? It's almost the same setup now a little bit. All these first-year deals, one-year deals that you have. Jeremiah goes shocked for what? That you were a four-win team two years ago. And then now we're giving people credit for winning nine games after winning the Super Bowl five years ago. Are you shocked? I mean, we're giving people pats on the back now for going nine and eight after you won a Super Bowl five years ago? Shit. Thank God they didn't do that in New England. Nobody gets pats on the back in New England for winning nine games. They're killing Belichick right now for winning 10 last year. Think of that. That's a, that's a culture. They're shitting all over Belichick, and he won 10 games last year with a rookie quarterback, and that ain't good enough. That's the way it should be. Tone says you should have been dead in the water for 10 years. All self-inflicted. All self-inflicted. You fire a coach who won the Super Bowl five years ago? Why? You're, you haven't upgraded your coaching staff. What, what was that point? That's self-inflicted. What, why did you fire Doug? What, why did you fire Doug Peterson? Because you didn't like him? Self-inflicted. That's self-inflicted. As a matter of fact, you fired a Hall of Fame coach and you fired a coach who won the Super Bowl. Pretty stout. Pretty stout. I'm still pissed off that Dougie P got fired. Mr. International, again, what's a successful season for Howie? Of course, the thing is Super Bowl. Okay? Of course. Hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. But that's a pretty big if. All those teams. And like I said, you're not better than the Rams. You're not better than the Bucks. You're not better than the Packers. You're just not. Now, all that being said, you can get to the NFC Championship game if things roll right, you win the division. You, absolutely, things, things rolled right in 17. Do I think they can? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I definitely do. Now, if you were in the AFC, I, you have no chance. You, you would have no chance. That's why I say this to you. Carson Wentz, he's going to have a great year this year. Lesser talented NFC. Dude, that guy. Here, what do we, what, 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 let, me, let me see one more time. Just, to, just, 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 just indulge me here a little. Indianapolis Colts results. In 2021. Indianapolis Colts 2021 results. On December 25th, 2021, the Colts played the Cardinals. 
Okay. Let me see here. 2000. Okay. So let me see what Carson did against some teams that were good last year. So they beat a winning Dolphins team. They beat the 49ers. They lost in overtime to the Titans. They beat the Bills. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Cardinals. So Carson Wentz last year in the AFC beat the Dolphins, who had a winning season, beat the 49ers, who went to the NFC Championship game, beat the Bills, beat the Patriots, who went to the playoffs, Beat the Cardinals, who went to the playoffs. He beat five playoff teams last year. And a tougher AFC. I I think he's going to have a better year than many of you think. Now, I'll say this to you. With the chaos going on in D.C. with that incredibly awful owner, and unbecoming of an owner in the NFL. Okay. Unbecoming. Could that trickle down? Most likely will. Most likely will. Mike, I didn't say it ended well. I said he beat five playoff teams. Jalen didn't beat a team last year with a winning record. There's a difference. And I said, and I was talking more about Wentz having a really good year in the AFC. You could shape it any way you want. It's a fact. He beat five playoff teams. Five. <laughs> you throw dirt on it any way you want. Hour number three, my boy Philly 500. 530. Got another topic for you here. I think this is going to be a fun one for you. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama. <laughs> 
she did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Three, Big Sills National Football Show. Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard. We appreciate it. Um, Gaming goes like this. Sills knows that Wentz did nothing versus the Bills, right? <laughs> are, are, are you under some impression the quarterback doesn't get the credit for winning games? You, you can't use it for one and then not the other. When Brady throws for 45, 145 yards in a game, against Aaron Rodgers, and he wins the game, he gets credit for that too. Okay? Or in that 14-7 to Super Bowl, let me see what that was. 14-7 to Super Bowl, Tom Brady. That Eagle game, he had a lot of yards. Uh, yeah, he had one game where he had 220 yards in a Super Bowl. Another game where he had 228 yards in a Super Bowl. 276. That yeah, Eagles, he threw for a boatload. 262 against the Rams was 25 to 35. Okay. Great. 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 Successful season for Howie is getting to the NFC championship game and 
having the ability to decide whether or not to go into the draft to take a quarterback, which right now, in my opinion, they're doing it. You Here, Tone, you can even say this too. You don't really think that he went and got two first-rounders and made that deal for the Saints to take a safety next year, do you? You, you, you think as of right now, June 24th, he decided that, hey, I'm going to make a trade because they're loaded in, in safeties next year or they're loaded at linebackers, which he doesn't draft anyway. Right. Okay. He's hedging his bet. See, I don't think he can lose. I think if this kid, look, can I tell you what the ultimate, here's the ultimate win. Hurts turns into this insane passer. He has two first-round draft choices next year. You could, I don't know, trade down, get yourself a better back. Miles Sanders, they're not giving him a contract. He's going into this year without a deal. They're going to let him walk. You imagine that team with a better running back? Okay, you put a better back in the backfield? Has, you know who, you know what kind of running back that I would like on the Eagles? Brian Westbrook. Dude that can catch the pill and a guy that can run in between the tackles. I want a tougher Christian McCaffrey. Or I'll take that back. More durable Christian McCaffrey. That's what I would like to have. Something like that. More durable. Mike says, I don't love the Patriots roster yet because of Belichick. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the AFC East. I don't think they will, but I won't be surprised. Mac Jones is a smart guy and he's getting better. I just don't know if they, I just don't know if they have enough offensive weapons in New England. I, I don't see them having enough firepower to shut down the Bills. I think the Bills are the best roster with the best quarterback in the league. I think they're the best. I think Allen's going to win the MVP award. Seals, you can run between the tackles with that old line. Gaming, then why is Sanders always hurt? You say that. Why is Sanders always hurt then? Chris. But Chris, get this. Look at what Chris says. Hertz has only one shot to get this, to get the credit. He has, hey, Chris, if that's what you mean. Hertz will be the only one not to get the credit? No, 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 man. If he wins, I'll give him all the credit. Absolutely not true. That's not how I work. If I'm giving Wentz credit for winning the game at Buffalo, I'm going to give I'm going to give Jalen the same 
the same scrutiny. That's not true. I don't do that. Other folks try to do that so that they could create their own narrative and they can, you know, slip things in nice and easy when they're doing their takes or their spins or whatever they call them. That's, that, that's not how I do that. I don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't shape things to fit my narrative like that. Steven, you had Jamal Lewis, man. But I'll tell you what, he didn't last all that long, though, did he? He didn't, man. But he was a bitch when he was running with the Ravens, man. He did he? Hey, am I right when I say this? Does Jamal Lewis own the single game rushing record? Did he did does he have the single game rushing record? I think he does. Sills, if you are starting a team, who would you want, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Wow. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, to start my football team. Allen can do more. Burrow's a better quarterback. Both changed cultures that were awful. Buffalo and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's worse because he's in a place that's cheap. I think with Joe Burrow, it's the Bengals. By the way, guys, can I... Hey, 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 Tone, you ready for this one? I broached this the other day with these guys. Yeah, let's just go with Jalen. Joe Burrow's contract's coming up. Not this year, but at the end of next year. Hey, wait. Oh, hey. You don't think the Bengals are paying that guy $50 million, do you? <laughs> the Bengals. The Bengals. You think Mike Brown, the cheapest owner in all of pro football, like forever. Is going to pay Joe Burrow $50 million. Do you really think he's going to do that when he wouldn't pay Carson Palmer? <laughs> Jamar Chase, right. It, well, it, can you imagine Joe Burrow? Uh, dude, you think that Deshaun Watson got $230 million in guaranteed of a bag of money? What do you think Joe Burrow would be worth on the open market and guarantees? $400 million? <sighs> Man. In two years from now in the NFL, when that escalator kicks in with all these new TV contracts? Peterson, 296. Lewis, 295. Okay, I didn't know that. Bang, look, look at what Mike says. The Bengals are finally getting an indoor facility and they're going to pay Joe Burrow $50 million a year when they're just coming up to today's NFL with an indoor football facility. You see Howie going over there, going like this. How you doing? The NFL hates the Watson deal. 
Watch Burrow and Herbert demand fully guaranteed deals. That's why they're being held up in Arizona and Baltimore right now. What Jimmy Haslam did in Cleveland are holding those two deals up because those two deals are also going to be part of the Lamar Jackson and what Lamar gets, but it's going to be part of Josh uh, Joe Burrow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Gaming says that the Bengals are a thrift store franchise. Dude, they are. They've always been. They've never spent money, and every time that money comes up, what do they do? They jettison those players for draft choices. Joe Burrow's not going to be a Cincinnati Bengal in three years. All of a sudden, Mike Brown's going to go like this. Look. Hey, and you know what really sucks about that whole thing? I don't know if you guys notice. You know the NFL's on the profit sharing, right? Do you know if the Philadelphia Eagles go 16-0 and and the Jets go 0-16, you know you guys make the same amount of money as the Jets? The Jet owner, Woody Johnson, makes the same money that Jeffrey Laurie would make. TV contracts are split down the middle. Now, merchandising is different with the Cowboys and Raiders. They have certain deals that are in there where because their merchandise sells more for the league, they get a bigger piece of that. But outside of that, the only way that you make more money are season tickets, local merchandising, advertisers, local ad money. That's why the pandemic killed a lot of the owners' money because the pandemic, nobody could go to the stadium, local advertising, local dollars were down to nothing. But the TV contracts bailed out all the owners. Do you know every January that every owner in the league gets $300 million from the television networks collectively, all 32 owners? All 32 owners get $300 million. That's where the majority of the salary cap comes from, is TV. Owners profit the rest of it. Mike Brown, too. So Mike Brown's not going to put $50 million in. And even though Mike Brown does very well locally when it comes to his ad money. That's how the league works, man. That's why some markets have to have that luxury tax in baseball. You know, Phillies pay and they're over the luxury tax. That's to keep the smaller market teams like Cincinnati and Kansas City and Minnesota all in the game. That's why they have to pay that luxury tax, and it goes to those smaller teams so that they can go out in free agency. That's why baseball and basketball and some of these other leagues are top-heavy. Look, look, look at the NBA, for instance. That's why the NFL is so dynamic. They love parity. NBA hates it. How, how many watch this, How many teams a year do you think have a true chance to win the NBA championship? Three? Four? How, how many teams, honestly? Four? Shit, who do you think wins Super Bowl this year? Um, boy, I think the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Rams. I think the Chargers are going to be in play. Packers may be in play. Right? Broncos may be in play. 49ers are always in play. See how the league works in the NFL? Gives you more optimism. Basketball, you got four teams. Wake me up in June. That's why the regular season, they're talking of cutting it down to 68 games because nobody watches them. Right? So, 
when you got a team like Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, he's cheap. He makes the same money Stan Kroenke makes. He makes the same money the owner of the Eagles makes, but he pockets it. That guy, I'm telling you, man, look at the deal he got with Joe Mixon. Okay, look at the deal he got with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon knocks a woman out, breaks her jaw at Oklahoma. He is a first-round draft choice. This guy's a perfect Bengal. What'd they do? Hey, Tone, if I'm not mistaken, they got that guy in the third round? So they paid that guy third-round money coming out of Oklahoma, suspended for a full year, breaking a woman's jaw. You know what they did? Eh, they put him in, you know abuse classes he had to go and be a community guy with um abused women and such like that and they drafted him second round he's a first round talent he should have gone in the first first five picks you see how that kid plays that kid looks like marshall falk the way he plays perfect and th- they were bitching with Carson Palmer over $500,000 on bonuses. And they shipped his ass to the Raiders. They shipped his ass to the Raiders. Bengals are cheap, dude. And every time all those contracts come up, what do they do? They start jettisoning guys. He's right. You think Jamar Chase is going to finish his career in Cincinnati? Absolutely not. Dank, he's a hell of a player, man. And by the way, kudos to him, too, for going into Cincinnati in that community and being a good dude, man. I mean, look, I'm all for redemption and rehabilitation. You know, nobody's going to forget your actions, but what you can do is you can make people see what you're doing today and what kind of man you are. Again, that kind of stuff is not tolerated, except in the NFL. And if you're going to tolerate it, Let's see you become a better man then. You know, the NFL is the only place on the planet where you can have 24 sexual allegations against you and still get a job. You couldn't get a job at 7-Eleven with that kind of resume. Nobody in their right mind would hire that because it'd be an unhealthy work environment. Ask Washington. Can't get jobs where you have allegations of sexually assaulting somebody 24 times. You get a raise in the NFL. Will the team sign Antonio Brown? Of course they will. Desperate teams do desperate things. Look at the, look at the Browns. Hey, Steven. Steven makes a great point. That's why if I were the Eagles, I'd sign Antonio Brown. I would sign Antonio Brown. You know why? If you can give a guy $230 million in guaranteed cash who had 24 sexual assault cases pending against him, 20 have been resolved, with confidentiality agreements. I could give that guy an opportunity. Why? He hasn't done anything near what that guy's done. You got a benchmark now where you can go like this to Antonio Brown and to your fan base and to your team. This guy ain't done anything like that guy. And if he's a head case, you sign him on a league minimum, blow his ass out, who cares? I'd rather have him on my team than Zach Pascal. And some of you are going, well, uh, yeah, I guess. So you'd rather have Zach Pascal than Antonio Brown. 
A Breeze done? I don't believe that. How about this? Half of AB is better than anything Zach Pascal could put on tape. Anything. And for that matter, he'd put anything better than what Quez Watkins has. The, you know, people thought that Odell Beckham was finished. Can you imagine having, get this, Antonio Brown, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown in your huddle? Let me think about that for a minute. And let's hypothetically say you're right, that A.B.'s not the same, but he's going against a safety <laughs> or a linebacker. He's your one of the reasons Odell Beckham was starting to get so open. There's no third DB that could cover that guy. <laughs> you think a three is going to cover Odell Beckham? <laughs> I don't think so. That's the mismatch in that offense. You put Beckham out there with Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup, you're not covering Beckham. Beckham's got the shittiest guy in the secondary covering him. He's going to beat that guy. You put Antonio Brown in your huddle, he's got the shittiest guy in the secondary cover him. You're making it sound like Darrell Revis is going to cover him. You just paid $100 million for that guy over there on the left side. You got a first rounder on the right. You're making assumptions because he's Antonio Brown that you're going to put the best one on him. See, you got to look at situational offense here. You're telling me you don't think Antonio Brown could beat the third best defensive back in today's NFL. You're high. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Jalen Rager's probably better than Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, wait. Dolphin says Pasco won't F up the entire season in the locker room. That is so overstated and so hyperbolic. My God almighty, really? Guy acts like a tool? Fire him. He's at a minimum deal. No investment. Zero. No draft choice. And league minimum. How is he screwing your season up? Fire him. If you want to play in the NFL, here's the parameters. Come in and play. You don't bitch. And if you do, you're gone. End of story. It's a professional locker room. You're making it sound like it's a kindergarten class. Dolphin says, but Danny's done nothing but act a fool. I get it. But Dolphin, follow me here. You gave $230 million to an alleged rapist. And you're talking about a guy who acts like a turd. Mike Tomlin handled him. Couldn't the greatness of Nick Sirianni handle him? Christopher, can you, but you know what you, you know, can I tell you what I think you'd get with AB? His best behavior. His best behavior. Do you want to play in this league or not? 
See, Antonio is under the impression that Colin Kaepernick was under. You know what that is? That the league needs you. Man, the league leaves guys like that in the rearview mirror every year, bro. We're not built on like the backs of LeBron James and Kobe and Michael Jordan in this league. Do you ever notice why the NFL doesn't promote one guy ever? There's no dude they promote. NBA promotes a guy. Golf promotes a guy. Baseball promotes faces. NFL doesn't. There's nobody they promote. The league's never been in the business of saying that this guy is the centerpiece and the face of the league. They've never done that. They've never done that. They tried it with Vic, actually. That's right. Tone just said it. The NFL? They promote the NFL. They don't promote LeBron James. They're not on the back of Michael Jordan. And that's why when Jordan retired, 54% of the television audience left. And that's why NBC stopped broadcasting. The NBA with Costas and Ahmad Rashad and them guys. The next year when Jordan retired, they left the sport completely. Because they knew TV ratings were going to implode. Dolphin danced during the... I'm not, <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you. Somebody asked me, would you give AB a chance? Of course I would. They gave a guy a raise in Cleveland. Of course I would. There's precedent now that watch this. Unfortunately, the NFL acts like this a lot. You know what they do? They go like this. Well, he ain't worse than him. And I could sell that to my Eagle fans. AB, oh man, he's a turd and he's this and he's that. He's still spectacular. And he ain't done that. Antonio, wait a minute. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Antonio Brown are my wideouts. And you guys hate that. And I could get him on a Howie deal. I could get A.B. on a Howie deal. No money, one year, no strings, no nothing. A Hall of Fame type wideout who's 31. How old is Antonio Brown? Let me see how old this guy is. Don't let him be 31. How old is Antonio Brown? He's 32. You couldn't get 750 yards out of a guy in a minimum deal. By the way, that guy, that guy, look at the numbers. What was it, seven straight years, six straight years? He had like 1,000 yards receiving. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. We're efforting our friend, 
Philly 500, hopefully we're going to be able to catch up with him and get his thoughts because I want to talk to him about it. So Antonio Brown, I would love A.B. With him taking his equipment off. Dude, it was so bad. Gaming, I'm with you. I hated that. It was such a shit thing to do right there. And Hey, I'll tell you something too, Chris. I give Mike Tom a lot of credit. A.B. to the Ravens? Why not? Right? Why not? Why not, man? Why not? Tone, we ready for uh, my boy Philly? Let me know when we're ready, brother. Start talking some. I, I, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up with my boy. Okay? Let's bring in my boy Philly 500. What's happening? Yo! What's up, brother? I want to do something for you here. Oh, okay. I'm gonna stir. And I want to see now. You're starting to look like these guys because I stir shit up here. You ready? Watch it. Here we go. Why? A. There he is. A. J. Brown, man. Wow. My Z. Look at him out there, Devontae Smith. And in my slot. On a rook on a league minimum contract, Antonio Brown. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dallas get- Goddard and tight end. By the way, a one year league minimum deal. If he shits the bed, bye. This is a, it's very interesting, right? Because. For like like about two years ago, I was like when he got cut. Remember, he got cut by the Raiders, and there was that long period of time where he wasn't signed. I was saying the very same thing: take a chance at him, go get him, bring him. What do you have to lose, right? I I, I totally thought that, but after watching him take off his pads and stuff, and see what we did, what we saw last year against against the Jets, I can't do it. I just, I just really, can't do it. I'm going to give you some precedent here. So wait. Okay. We're going to give a guy with 24 potential sexual allegations of rape, $230 million. But because the guy took his shoulder pads off and was a toolbox in the jet game, I'm not going to give that guy another opportunity to play. I could sell it to my fans like this. It ain't a risk. Yeah. Blow our locker yeah. room. The Eagles have too much leadership in that locker room with those O-line guys like Lane and Kelsey and them. They're not going to let that thing shit the bed like that. They jettisoned right. that guy in five seconds if he wasn't towing the line. Can you imagine? You would have the best offensive skill set people in the league right? if you added that component. And I get it, man. Oh, I, I, I know you, right. But, but Philly – Dude, if you want to roll the dice and get this kid to find out whether or not he's your boy, you got to give him everything he needs to try to win. And I'm going to get to that here in a minute, but I'm just saying, why not take a – who would you rather have, Zach Paschal or Quez Watkins or A.B.? As your number three guy, nobody could cover him. That was the beautiful thing about Beckham in Los Angeles. The third best – Defensive back was covering him. You're not going to yeah. cover Odell Beckham. 
No, I, I, I get it, man. Like, like you, you don't have to twist my arm that much. But I, I, I mean, I, I just don't want to deal with the crap. You know, I just don't want to deal with the crap, especially, you know, the other, the other side of, of that too. To me, is I, I really want to develop Quiz Watkins. Like, I want him to get snaps and play. If, if you have Brown, I think it's going to take snaps away more from Watkins than from Pascal. You know, that, that's my biggest fear. Um, you know, the, like, like, look, I, I would never have signed Deshaun Watson or made that deal until everything was clear. I was all for it with the Eagles if everything was clear and he was cleared of all charges and it was all gone. Obviously, it's not. And that is why they are the Cleveland Browns. And they've done nothing, right, in years. Now, not only... Do they have a problem with him missing a season? But you got a quarterback, Baker Mayfield, don't even want to play for you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, from a football standpoint, you are 100% correct. But what about the other stuff? Like, my fear with Antonio Brown is he comes in that locker room and he looks at the quarterback and it's Jalen Hurts. It's not, it's not you know, Big Ben Tom or Tom Brady. It's Jalen Hurts. And what will he feel like, you know, is he going to listen to this kid and what he's saying? You know, the, those are the things that I would worry about. But from a football standpoint, you're, 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 you're 100% correct, my gobble friend, you know? Let me add another spin now here for you. So I looked up the statistics of A.J. Brown in Tennessee. He averaged 64 catches a year, 998 yards and eight touchdowns a season. Are you under the impression that Jalen Hurts is going to improve those numbers in Philly? Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that he will. But I think that the Eagles will be a less run-oriented offense than the Tennessee Titans were. So I, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't have a hundred catches and in fifteen hundred yards, but I think he's going to get more opportunities, even with Jalen Hurts, than he was getting in Tennessee. So you think this is going to go 60, 40, 65, 35 when it comes to pass the run, and they're going to change this thing overnight and make him a passing quarterback, which he has struggled with. Yes. And he's going to be now throwing the ball more. And that means I, more targets for AJ, in your opinion. I think he I think so. I think he's going to throw more. I don't I don't know what percentage. Maybe, maybe 55, 45, maybe 60, 40. But I think they're going to come out and the plan is going to be to throw more. They're going to try to use play action. I think that's the plan. I actually will say this. If we we are like, you know like late in the season, second half of the season, and they're going back to this one only or like like majority running, I think that's a sign that, that he's not progressed enough, to be quite honest with you. I don't think they're going to go away from the run. I don't think it won't be their bread and butter, but I do think they're going to throw more. you know. And, and if some of those throws come off of Jalen Hurts not running himself more, I, I think that that's going to happen. I'm going to throw this at you here, too, and here I'm going to add a question on to the tail end of this here. According to Pro Football Focus, the Philadelphia Eagles have two of the top ten offensive tackles in the National Football League in Lane Johnson and Jordan Mulatto. They have the best center in the game and Jason Kelsey. 
They have the fifth best, according to Pro Football Focus, tight end in the National Football League. You have one of the top 10, according to Pro Football Focus, wideouts and A.J. Brown, and you drafted a first-round draft choice over on the right side with Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. My question to you is this now. Do you really give Jalen Hurts the entire year to go through and run through the tape or are you really going to waste all that talent? And I'll ask you something on top of all of this. I asked everybody else this. How close is this roster to the 2017 roster? And everyone said it's close. Well, you're really going to let that quarterback have the entire year if he starts shit in the bed to run through the tape when you have all that talent around him? I think it could be better roster. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, um, you know, they're they're also a, a younger roster. Um, I I I will say this: it's a great question. I'm going to say no. I don't I don't think I don't think that he gets the leeway he got a year ago. I think he has got to go out and produce. If you're second half of the season, let's say you're week ten and you're you're struggling to make a wild card, right? And you're about 500. He's not playing too well and he, and they think it's him. <clears throat> I think they could pull him. I think they would pull him. And I think if you put Gardner Minshew in as the starter this year, I think he wins the division. Now, I'm not saying I want Gardner Minshew to be clear because people always come at me when I say this. But I just think that being the fact that they went out and got him all the help that they did and that they're trying to evaluate whether they're going to extend him, I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to have the cushion that he had last year. I think I think that they're going to be a lot harder on him. I do. You do agree, then, that Howie Roseman did not get those Saints picks and to have first-round draft choices in the 2023 April draft to draft a safety. As of right now, June 24th, he's looking at that right now because he's hedging his bets, like Tone says. He's hedging his bets in a way that Jalen's going to be good. A perfect scenario, Philly. They get to the NFC Championship game, and he proves he's the guy. Then you can go in different directions with those twos. But if you shit the bed, you get higher in the draft order. Then you're going to land on one of those quarterbacks next year in the top 15 picks. Do you see it that way? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do, but I, I think that the mindset isn't he's going to fail. We have to have these picks because he's going to fail. I think it's an insurance policy, but I think that they think he is going to be better. I think they think he's going to be the guy. He just needs to go out and do it. So I, I think they think he is the guy, but just in case we've got this, I personally, I expect him to go out and be better. But just in case, it's a good thing you got those picks. It's a good thing Kamara may be suspended six games. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, you if they need those picks, they'll use it. But if 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 he's better, then then I think uh, you know I, I think they'll keep it. Here's the thing too: I don't know what he has to do to be the guy. I think it's going to be more of an eye test, really. Yeah. If they think he's improved enough, if they think that he's taken enough steps, then you got to stick with him. But if if he's struggling, like like if, if they're 500 in week 10, if they're 5-5 five and five after week 10 with this schedule, and they're struggling to put points on the board and stuff like that, I, I don't think it's impossible they pull him. 
I really don't. I, I don't think he's got the leeway he had a year ago. No matter what happened a year ago, they were going to stick with him. I don't think that happens this year. I'll tell you, that second week game, the first game, the first home game against the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. I think we're going to learn a lot about both of those football teams yeah. because that Vikings team, with Adam Thielen and with Justin Jefferson, who wants a piece of Philly's ass for getting passed over by right. Howie Cousins, yeah. underachieving win-loss-wise up there, that game's going to tell me a lot about the rest of the season for the Eagles. You agree? Yeah, I think it's a great test. I can't wait to beat the crap out of that team, to be honest with you. I hate the Minnesota Vikings, man. I hate that team. I really hate that team. But it is a good test uh, for both teams. But I believe that's a Monday night game, right? Yeah, I believe it and, is. And Kirk Cousins is the biggest Monday night primetime oh, choker in the world. He, he's gonna, he puts up good numbers, though. But he don't play good in primetime oh, games. He, he, you know? he doesn't. Philly, one thing that I mentioned to you, a couple last questions here. Um. I mentioned this to you about the 2017 and 2020 rosters. The one di glaring difference is this, though, is that the training wheels coaches that they have right now with Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon versus Jim Swartz, who was a former head football coach with the Lions, defensive coordinator, Frank Reich, who's now a head football coach with the Colts, Doug Peterson, who's a head football coach now with the Jags and won yeah. the Super Bowl. I mean – the experience level on that coaching staff versus this coaching staff, it concerns me because, again, you got a training wheels quarterback and you got a training wheels coaching staff. That never really meshes when mm -hmm. you see stuff like that. So, no, unless you have somebody like Josh Allen and McDermott up in Buffalo, I, I, I don't know. What, what What's your sense with the coaching staff? Uh, Jonathan Gannon scares the crap out of me. He, he scares me because <clears throat> he seems like, you know, he, he keeps talking about how he's going to do a lot of the same things as he did last year. And I thought they were not aggressive nearly enough. They didn't blitz nearly enough. So he worries me. Um, but I think Nick Sirianni, I, I look at what he did in season where he completely changed the philosophy to a running game. He was willing to do that. So that gives me hope that he, he can change things up. Um, just as, you know, watching Jalen Hurts at the second part of the year, I thought start to get better. Um, so those things give me hope. But, you know, the, for whatever questions we have about the quarterback, I think it's fair to say the same questions apply to the coaches. T totally right. Okay. <clears throat> I, I, this is probably the most important question. I'm, I'm, my, I'm starving right now, and I'm thinking <sighs> meatball, meatball sandwich. Or a sausage sandwich. You got to go with the old sausage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know this, man. It ain't an Irish sandwich. It don't know. Italian sausage. I know. I, I, I love – I can't stop. I like the sausage. Pause. <laughs> you know, the, the food. I'm talking about the food. But, do you yeah. put any cheese on it or no? Do you just let it sit in there? Do you let it – you know, do you put – I let – so – no, I, I put a little cheese on it. I put parm on it. With, yeah. On a roll? Yeah, a little bit. But beans, like we ever, you, you, no, no, nothing else on there, right? Just you know, put some cheese on it and roll with it, right? Yeah, or fry. I like fried onions. You could put some fried onions on fried it. Onions, fried onions, fried onions. Peppers like or, or, or peppers. Know? Peppers is good. Yeah, I, I mean, look, do I look like a, a, a guy on. who hates food? Oh, hold you on, know what five hundred. Both of us look like we're not half a sandwich guys. We're the <laughs> Belly Brothers. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Brother, I love you, man. Have a great love weekend. Love you too, man. You too. Thanks for having me on.
You got it, man. That's my boy, Philly 500. Hey, Tone, do we look like half a sandwich, guys? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Hey, my friends over at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, know this. If you're hurt or injured on the job, fighting that attorney is one of the most important things that you could possibly do for you and your family. For the people, it is not a slogan. It's who they are with over 800 attorneys strong at Morgan & Morgan. They are ready to do battle for you to get you and your family the fair compensation. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. They're the biggest law firm in the country, and they are ready to do battle for you. Like I said, there is no case that's just a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sills sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So that's all right. I go to look. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. 
Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Philip, man. Get better, dude. Hey, appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much, man, for jumping aboard. Please hit the like button. Dude, get better, man. You're in a hospital bed tuning us in. Shit, dog. Tremendous honor for me. Thank you. All kidding aside, man. Thank you. Greg, appreciate the kind compliments, man. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, that shit means a lot to me. You're sitting in a hospital bed and you're watching Big Sills here? All good, man. Thank you very much. It's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is Sills leaving? Yeah, in about nine minutes. <laughs> I don't know what. No, no. I'm doing other things. You probably saw what I posted. I'll be going on Sports Grid on Monday, like 940 uh, Eastern. Uh, to do a show hit and a couple more shows next week, but I'm not, that's nothing to do with anything. Bro, believe me, nobody, you would have to have a bag of money to uh, have an exclusive with big sales. Okay. You'd have to have a bag of money. I'm open to everybody right now. Hey, yeah, man, Philip, thank you very much, man. I, I, I mean, I hope you get better too, dude. I mean, you're in a hospital bed, man. Hope it's all good. Christian, thank you so much. Yeah, well, you know what? I think it's you guys that have rehabilitated me too. I owe you guys. I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> hey, everybody, and I mean everybody, is scared of me, except Joe Krause. Okay? Except Joe Krause. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. Everybody. Now all of a sudden everybody loves Big Sales. Big Sales has a shiny new briefcase. Yeah, hey, we're getting there. Okay. Hey Sales, if you left Jacob Media, Jacob Alute, Maniac. I gotta meet you yet, Maniac. You ain't going nowhere, man. We got we, we got tailgating to do and shit yet, man. We got to. Are you kidding me? Wait a minute here. You guys are freaking stupid. You think I'm going to put all this time in? You think I'm going to put some of my best work in and I'm going to bail on the 2022 Eagle season? Are you out of your mind? I put too much into this shit. What are you guys nuts? Right? Hey. Hey, what's this? Hey, Capana boy. You're talking about creators, Dan? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> hey, my daughter's going to call me an idiot when I get off the show. Because I'm going to go to her and go like this. Didi. Cabana boy. Said something about creators, broadcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Christian. I've got to learn the new lingo, you know. The tone can help me. I know that. Ugh. 
Chills, you ever have an Italian hot dog? What's that? I'll dub, please, if I'm getting reeled in on something, man, he has to churn the pot for Tyler. <laughs> so, you ever had an Italian hot dog? Answer that. I don't, because I, I think I'll be reeled in. I think I'll be reeled in. I don't know. Italian hot dog? I don't know. Tone, I question that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Silio, have you ever had a, an Italian hot dog? Eh, I don't know. I ain't gonna answer that. <laughs> eh, eh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> From now on, every time I want to answer something, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> uh, Silly, you ever had a hot Italian hot dog? No, but my wife has. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Silly, you ever had an African American? <laughs> oh yeah, I had it with greens. <laughs> Um, wait, wait, let me guess. Is that Chetlins? <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, Hey, Hey, gaming. I told, I've, I've told some people this. So my boy, Jerome Brown takes me down to Overtown. I had never seen soul food in my life, ever, ever. So we go in this place and see a bunch of like Chinese food boxes. I get this fork, stab this, I'm eating this. I'm like, damn, it's crunchy and chewy. I'm like, shit, this is good. Jerome's looking over at me. He goes, you like it, huh? Things stunk like shit. I go, what is this? He goes, those are chitlins. I was like, what's that? Stuffed intestines. Stuffed with what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, no, no, no. Chitlins. I'm like, dude, they take the intestines like they do the Italian sausage and they stuff shit in there. Then they cut it up into like these little, like, little junior hot dog things. Hey, 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 I go, boy, they stunk like shit. Many greetings, Italian roll, pizza bread, hot dog, bell peppers, onions, and potatoes. I'm in. Michael, thank you. <laughs> hey, Mike says, Seals, you may not be from Philly, but you're ours now, man. <laughs> So you're staying. Yes, sir. <laughs> I sells. So wait a minute. Do you see what Mike just did to me? Mike just gave me a sunny. Cilio. Now you can't leave. <laughs> now you can't leave. No, maniac. I'd, I'd jump all over that dog. African hot dog. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, my cousin has though. <laughs> oh my god, gaming the chitlin man. Hey, dude, they stunk. They were good though, dude. I've had gizzards. I ate everything. I, hey, I ate everything, man. I I actually liked it. I had never seen soul food in my life. All I saw was Italian food. Shit, I didn't go to McDonald's until my senior year of high school. I didn't have to. I was telling my aunt this the other day. Some of the greatest grub in the planet are at my family get-togethers, like my Aunt Leela's on Saturday or my Grandma Rhoda's or my my cousins, the Bacuzos. Okay? Seals, don't leave. I'm planning on coming over end of the year. How <laughs> about it? We're good. Hey, hey, Mr. International goes, I'm black and gizzards and chitlins are not my go-to. Hey, man, I'll try anything, dog. Well, okay, except the African-American hot dog. I don't know if I'm trying that. (laughs) Oh, man. My daughter loves collards. She loves collard greens. Uh, Seals, you ever had some canned yam? My wife loves them. My my wife was so poor at one time, she ate Spam. I had never seen what Spam was. She goes, yeah, you wouldn't. I said, isn't that white guy people food? She started laughing at me, man. She, I go, isn't Spam like white folks food? <laughs> She's like, no, it's poor folks food, you idiot. <laughs> no, not canned yams. Can't, no, I've never had those. I love my my wife eats that shit too, man. It's crazy. Hey guys, listen, Tone, thank you, bro, for stepping in for my boy Xander. We really appreciate it, guys. You were spectacular all week long and today, especially, man. We had a lot of fun here on this Friday. You know, we span the globe, like my friend Jim McKay would say. So we thank you for coming aboard. If you missed any of the show, do me a favor. Please like it, share it. We so appreciate it. We'll see you Monday going three to six, and we'll see you on the flip side. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour? like this and only 25 miles per hour this injured dial pound law there's only one morgan and morgan mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether mom's into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.